Yes, sir. And welcome to the road to Damascus, where it's not about the road, it's about the journey. I'm your host, Brock Hendricks, and I want to thank you for listening to another episode of Road to Damascus. We have a special show planned for you folks today, but before we get started, I want to tell you how you can always participate with the show. You can reach us by email. That's Road to Damascus. That's Road, the number two, Damascus at iCloud.com. Or you can reach us on any of our social media platforms. That's Road to Damascus on Instagram as well as Twitter. Um, so without further ado, I'm solo today, but not in the way that you think. I'm solo because the hosts that are normally with me aren't here. Stefan's absent, Lauren is absent, and Shonda is absent. But a few weeks ago, we had did a show about dating and relationships, and I told you I wanted to take a little further because we were supposed to talk about marriage, and we really never got to talk about marriage. But I wanted to still bring that up, and I brought two marriage experts to participate with me on the show today, two people that are very close to me, some mentors. Um, we are related, but they are God-fearing, loving folks. This is Pastor Vincent Warren and Pastor Cindy Warren. Um, they Their ministry has been one where they uh, have turned it into a ministry of love for couples and ministering uh, married people, um, Pastor Warren, Cindy Warren also does therapy as well. Um, she's working on her doctorate where pretty soon we'll be calling her. I was joking with her yesterday, Reverend Dr. Cindy Warren. So, um, without further ado, so I'll let ladies go first. Say hello, Pastor Cindy Warren. How are you? I'm sorry. I hit the wrong button. Give you a round of applause. Give you a round of applause. And we'll say hello to you, Pastor Vincent Warren. How are you today, sir? How are you? Good. How is everyone doing today? Well, I'm glad to have you, folks. I'm glad to have you. Thank you for joining. Welcome to the road to Damascus, which a lot of people might not know. If you listen to some of our original old shows that are still up, uh, Pastor Warren, both Pastor Warrens uh, were on previous shows in this original iteration back in 2016. A lot has changed since then. The show has grown and evolved and you guys are grown and involved in your ministry, so I thank you all for joining me today. So let's uh, jump right into it. Um, I always start with ladies first, um, Pastor Cindy. So just give uh, the people a little bit about uh, a synopsis about you guys' ministry and what you all do. Oh, we've been doing um, marriage and family, oh, I don't know, probably 15 years now. Um we we started doing it back at um, the church in Westland, and uh, we've done it out out of the, the passion that we had experiencing the troubles in our own marriage, and we wanted to be able to help other couples go through the things that they were going through, and we wanted to be able to share some of our experiences with um, other couples to help them to overcome and know that divorce is not always the answer. Of course, we know that some couples won't always make it and some couples probably should get divorced. We, we know that not everybody's going to make it, but we wanted to help those that we could help. And so we've been able to do that. We've had a lot of fun. 
in our classes. We've had a lot of fun uh, talking to different people, having seminars, uh, having conferences, and uh, we've, we've enjoyed all the time that we've uh, spent talking to different couples and having our sessions, some in the morning, some in the evening. You know, we've had to uh, learn how to do it online with COVID. <laughs> so we, I mean, we've adjusted to many different things, but we're, we're still hanging on. Amen. And we still have people following us. Amen. And Pastor Vince, how about you? How would you uh, give a synopsis of you guys' ministry in your in your words? So, so, so ministry, in, in, in my words, most ministries are always birthed out of what we go through in our lives as individuals. And um, as individuals, we either grow in God or we go in God. When I say grow in God, I mean we grow in God and we let God just process us and, 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 and burn the things out of us and then be burned out of us. Or we go. We just say, I'm out. Either I can't take it anymore. So we grow or we go. So in marriage, you know, either you're going to grow because you have a true love for, for, for the individual. Um, you love each other. Without the love that, you know, couples have for each other, it's not going to work. If you truly love the, love the person, then you stay there until the Lord says different. You know what I mean? Whereas the Lord does give freedom if divorce is required to divorce. But again, if two believers and both love each other, keyword, both of you love each other and both of you are willing to change for each other. Love and change. Love and change. And I believe any marriage can be successful if both people are willing to change because marriage is always submitting one to another. And if you don't submit one to another, then that's the problem right there. Okay. Okay. So let me, let me ask you guys, I, thank you for sharing that. Um, I, mm -hmm. I want y'all to not right at the beginning, get into you guys' uh, own personal testimony that y'all are very open about sharing. But so you talked about um, divorce and we know that within the Christian community, divorce has grown, I believe now, um, even within the church, uh, mm -hmm. It's over 50% of marriages are ending in divorce, even within the church. So when you guys is personal um, or in your opinion on the seminars and couples you have talked to, what do you believe is the number one problem in marriages today? Just the, the number one thing is like it's all it's always comes to that. Communication, communication, communication is the key is, is a road to. Um, intimacy, intimacy is a road to sex. Is a road to money. Is a road to to, to infidelity. Is communication is a road. Without communication, true communication, I'm not talking about you tell me what you want me to know. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm talking about true communication. Well, I trust you with all I have. I trust you to take anything. And sometimes in marriage and communication, we're not always going to agree. Sometimes. I'm going to tell Cindy stuff that she's like, oh, no. And she might get attitude about it. And sometimes she might tell myself, I might get attitude about it. That doesn't mean that the love is lost. That doesn't mean I love you. I want to be with you. That means that this, Recording in progress. That this is giving me a, that this is giving me an attitude. And maybe we need to talk about it further. So without true communication, true communication, not selective, not I'm going to tell you what I want you to know. 
Because at the end of the day, I use this scenario. When something happened to your spouse while he or she is not home, and because you're not used to communicating and somebody call you and say, hey, hey, I'm sorry, your spouse had just got hit by a car but in a bad accident over here and, and you, live in, you live in Belleville and your spouse is in Auburn Hills and your spouse told you, I'm going right to the corner store. You follow me? That's, that's a simple, a simple uh, 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 analogy. Right. But I, of course, but you know, it's all about just talk to me. You know, if a spouse can't talk to each other, that starts the whole thing. You downhill from there. It's downhill, in my opinion. Okay, so you would say so. Your you would say communication is is the root. Period, and everything grows out of communication. Everything grows out of that. Money or, la- or lack of communication. Lack of excuse. Lack, lack of, of communication. communication is the root. Right. A root cause of it. all of it. Would you agree with that, Pastor Cindy? Would you agree that? Um, yes, I would definitely agree that lack of communication uh, will lead to problems in America. Oh, okay. I, I, no, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, it will lead to problems in marriage and it will lead to the breakdown of marriage. Uh, because if you have uh, communication problems, you're going to, it's going to affect every area in your marriage because if you cannot communicate in one area, it means you're not going to be able to communicate in the bedroom. You're not going to be able to communicate in your finances. You're not going to be able to communicate even when it comes to children. If you have children, you're not going to communicate even the simplest of things. It's going to turn into a argument. Have you ever seen a couple just say something so minute um, turn into a huge explosion? And and it's like, <laughs> all I asked you was, could you sweep the floor? All right. And, and then it turns into a huge, huge explosion because there's a communication breakdown. Well, I always make a joke, not to cut you off, I always make a joke that uh, some people get so angry at another person that I'll say hi to them, and they'd be like, hey, how's it going? Then another person to say hi, and they'd be like, did you see how she said hi to me? Did you see how she said hi to me? See, see, that's the problem right there, see? Say hello, say hello, don't say hi, say hello. And you'd be like, I I, I thought she said the same thing I said, you know. So it turns into one of those issues. So um, right. let me let me ask you guys this question, because um, this is something I'm curious about. In today's um, society, we, we've seen that roles have changed where um, women work more. They aren't as home. They aren't home as much as they used to be with the children. They have careers now. Their income is required in the home. Um which has caused it to be um, an issue with some men who are raised to provide, to take care of, to be providers. And then my wife is going to be at home. She's going to take care of the kids. But unfortunately, it's not that way. Um, And then 
um, I'll ask it from a male standpoint and then a female standpoint. So I'll start with the male standpoint for you, Pastor uh, Vince. Um, and the male uh, becomes upset because he's saying you want um, an old school man. You want the man to pay the bills. You want the man to provide. You want the man to to do all of the things that your grandfather did. But you aren't doing the things that you, my grandmother did for my grandfather. So how do you communicate those to uh, married couples that now the role definitions aren't as defined as they maybe were 20, 30, 50 years ago? So the generation has changed, Brocky. So and when I say the generation has changed, meaning, you know, when I was growing up, so, so my goal in the generation before your generation was to just to be able to take care of my wife and my seven kids. And, and if she worked the job, if she worked the job, whatever she, whatever she made and bought home was, was adding gravy on to what I was already bringing in, meaning we could do some of the other things that we want to do. Cause she bring, bringing extra home from her job with, you know, when it comes to what we want to do, whether it's buying a coat or buying a car or buying a house, whatever the case may be, we work together. And, and in doing that, I've always, so I grew up with, I grew up having 14 aunts. My mother has 14 sisters, so I grew up being a person that knew how to knew how to domestically run a household. Many men do not domestically know how to run a household, and therefore, when you say role, they count on their wife. Uh, you know, they can apply God's word to the wife being the keeper of the home. Amen. I got that. I got that. <laughs> but in, but in the same token, you know, I've learned that something, some roles, those roles change. If I'm working and my wife is working, why can't I come home and wash dishes? Why can't I come home and sweep the floor? Why can't I? You follow me? Why, I mean, I, that's just the question. Why can't I? Amen. You know what I mean? <laughs> because because you know, if you think about it, if you think about it, if there's a man that says, no, I'm going to work and I don't want you to work, but if you have to work, you still got to do your whole your the whole job of of being the woman in the house and still loving me and, and doing the things I want you to do too. I've gone way beyond that. All I speak now from, from my wife is love. All she can do for me is love me and treat me like a man. You, you know how you grow to a level as I don't need her for to cook and clean and wash for me. I can do that myself. I don't need her to pay no bills for me. I can do it myself because when you think about it, when God says, man, I'm going to give you dominion, you're the head. My wife has always told me, because me and her just having, having a conversation about about my, my fish dinner that she ain't going to get for me. And she want lamb chops. I want a fish dinner. I got an attitude about it. I had to come out of my man cave because I don't want to talk to her right now about my fish dinner. So we just had a conversation regarding how how we communicate, regarding how we understand each other. So maybe you should have told her two days ago you wanted fish on Sunday. So no, because she because she told me I just bought these sixty dollars worth of lamb. We gonna have this lamb today. And I said, you, you know, I said, oh, okay. Well, I, what I told her was, you need to consider me what I want. Okay. Because I consider you what you want all the time. She said, I want this. I break my neck most times to get it if I can do that for. Her. And I'm not saying she doesn't do that. I'm not right. saying that. But today, you know, you got your mouth all wrapped up or something, <laughs> and, you, and you got to turn around and have something else. You know, see what I'm saying? So. It's the compromise. Got you. So it's, it's not like that compromise is you're going to be eating some lamb chops tonight. <laughs> I mean, you know what? No, you know what? You know what I've done, Brocky? I knew that I would probably have an issue with this today 
Hold on. So I had Mercedes to, to unthaw some chicken and put some chicken in there and marinate it just in case. <laughs> <laughs> I got chicken. No problem. Go, go ahead, <laughs> Pastor Cindy. <laughs> He's so good at telling only his side of the story. I'm only supposed to tell my side of the story. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I know, no, no, I, that's I, not real communication, now is it? I, I, I would, I would agree, and that's probably what makes you guys such a great couple when y'all do Absolutely. communicate. But so let me ask you, Pastor Cindy. Wait, wait, hold oh no, on. I'm sorry. Oh, you go ahead. I have to tell my side. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Get because your side that, out, that, sis. Yeah, because that makes me sound like I'm just doing it wrong. <laughs> go now, ahead, sis. Mind you. We got these lamb chops on Thursday. Amen. And, and he says, we're going to get some lamb chops. You can marinate them, and I'll cook them for you on Friday. Okay. I said, all right. And then Friday came along. He says, oh, I don't have a case of lamb chops. I don't like lamb chops. You like lamb chops, but we're not going to. I don't want lamb chops. I said, okay, honey, we don't have to have the lamb chops today. I said, I'll wait. And then Saturday came. We're not going to have the lamb chops. We don't, we're not kicking the lamb. We're not going to do the lamb chops right on Saturday. I said, okay, we don't, we're not going to do the lamb chops on Saturday. He said, take the lamb chops over your mother's house and cook them at your mother's house. Compromise. And I said, no, I'm not going to take them over my mom's house because there's not enough for everybody at my mother's house. Selfish. No, okay. it would have been a fight over them lamb chops yesterday. Yeah, I said, there's not enough. And then we, we, I said, we'll cook them on Sunday after church. And he had Mercedes get chicken because he says I'll have her get chicken so we can grow chicken as well since I don't eat the lamb chop so then Sunday comes along <laughs> well, I don't want lamb chop and I don't want chicken I want some fish <laughs> so I said well then that's fine you don't have to eat lamb chop or chicken go on and go out to dinner go get your fish and we'll eat the lamb chops and the chicken you're just selfish. You want what you want, and you don't care what I want. I said, what? Is that Are what he kidding? said to you? Yes. And I said, wait a minute. We put off the lamb chop for days, and and now you're saying I'm selfish? When I told you that we, I put this off for days, and then I even told you to go get your fish. Go eat. No, no, you're being selfish. You're just selfish. <laughs> That's all. You're just being selfish. Now, how is that being selfish? And I said, I spent money for these lamb chops, and I'm not going to let them go to waste. I don't care how much money you spend on those lamb chops. I spend mo way more money than that. <laughs> And now this is real life, folks. This, this is this is my Absolutely. listeners are gonna love this. This is thirty three, and this is thirty three years of marriage coming up. Thirty three years of marriage, not twenty or ten, thirty three. And and so I was so again, I was wrong because I was wrong. I mean, I, I'm not. I'm not hey, saying I was wrong. Let me tell I was you wrong. how far he went with that. I 
spend way more money on that just for you to live every day. I said, wait a minute. I spend money for you to live every day, too. How, what do you spend for me to live? I said, excuse me. How do you turn lights on every day? And he was like, oh, that ain't nothing. <laughs> I said, hold on. You were just without lights the other day. And he was like, you didn't have nothing to do with that. I said, but if 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 I didn't pay the bill, you'd be back in that situation. Well, stop paying the bill. Who cares? Well, it I sounded said, like this was more about more than some lamb chops than to me. <laughs> I was like, well, I said, where did all this come from? I said, wow, you are really somewhere else. You woke up said, choosing are, violence, Pastor Vitz? Yeah, I said, well, you are just really not being nice today. So so when you talk about, again, this is real life for, for, for us. And sometimes, you know how sometimes in marriages where you just feel like, uh, you know, in, in the male or the female, you feel like, you know what? Sometimes I just need for you to, to give me what I want. Forgot, you know, you know, just give me what I want. Just go, just get this. I asked for it. Just give it to me. I don't care what you have to do to do it. Because remember, sometimes when your spouse asks for something and you say no, that's on the calendar. That knows on the calendar. Okay. That knows that knows on the calendar. If you say no more than twice or three times, them knows are on the calendar. <laughs> you know what? So I asked you to do this. And remember, you told me you weren't going to do it. Oh, you didn't have time to do it. Or you have something else to do. So those, so all I'm saying is that when you're growing, and mind you, 33 years of marriage now, you're still growing. And after 33 years of marriage, raising a family, you get to the point where you just pretty much want your wife to satisfy you. Okay. Or your spouse to satisfy you. Regardless of what, I just want you to satisfy. I need you to satisfy me just right now. Okay. You follow me? I got I didn't you. Say it like, I didn't say it like that. No, I did. I could have said it like that. But again, maybe I want to argue a little bit. Maybe I feel like I argue a little bit. If he would have said, I just need you to satisfy me like that today, I would have said, honey, we can wait and barbecue tomorrow. I will satisfy you. So so if he would have said it just the way he said it right there on the podcast, it would have been no problem. No lamb chops would be on the grill right now. He would have been a happy camper. Oh, see, there you go. So next amen, time, Pastor, hey, but look at that. Hey, man, we done just had a uh, a resolution on the air live <laughs> right up in the middle of the podcast. So, uh, Pastor Cindy, uh, back to you. I had asked Pastor Warren about males' expectations. So <clears throat> to you, from the woman's standpoint, and the things that I hear when I talk to women is um, – I know I have to work. He relies on my income. Why does he expect me to cook? Why does he expect me to clean? And he can do those things. And and he wants this 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 stay. He wants his mama, and I'm not his mother. His mother didn't work. His grandmother didn't work. <clears throat> I work, and we need my income because if I stay home, we can't have the things that we have. So, what do you say to those women who then in turn start to have an issue with? The husband still wanting her to have defined definition of a wife, but she's not in that um, role as far as in the marriage. Well, I I used to be in that role that I could speak to. At this point, I can't speak to that because I don't have that role anymore. Um, but I I used to be in that role, and 
unfortunately, it, it's a very difficult role to take on because even if you want to rebel against it, something is going to suffer. And it's going to depend on how much you want to suffer because is that husband going to be the kind of man to step up if you decide you're going to stop paying the bill? Meaning you can't if work. He, if they can't work. Well, meaning if the wife says, okay, I'll stay home with the kids and do what you're looking for. Right. Okay. It, it, is he going to really step up and pay the bill? Is he, is he really going to do that? And if he does that, if he says he's really going to do that, and she's um, ready to accept that she won't be able to get the things that maybe she wants or accept that they won't be able to get all the things that they're looking for as a whole, some of their goals, some of their vacations, some of their trips, or some of the things that they've been doing, because they would have to definitely sit down and rework their finances. This would have to be a joint decision. They would have to rework it because this is going to take another, a whole nother income out of their house. So both parties will be affected, including the children. So you, you're going to have to make some real hard choices there. But if, if this woman decides you know, this guy's not going to step up. I know he's not going to step up. Then I'm just going to have to decide this is what I'm going to do. This is how much I'm going to do. And the rest of it is going to wait. And and it'll be done as it gets done. And it's not going to be based on his timing because, again, her body's going to suffer. So you're going to have to do it based on a schedule. Because if he's not going to help, then she has to make a schedule that's going to work for her. So if he decides you've got to cook, you've got to clean, you've got to wash, and you've got to work and pay the bills still. So, all right, then I'm only going to cook three days a week. So you're going to, I'm a prop pot. And then you're going to have leftovers however many days a week. I'm going to cook three days a week. And you're going to have leftovers for those four days. Four right. Yeah. And then the other day you're going to look in the refrigerator and find you a sandwich. Okay. Okay. I'm going to wash. Okay. I'm going to wash. And so, because then she has to find her own sanity. And, and he's going to have to learn to deal with that. Because Vince and I, that's what I had to do. My body started suffering. Am I still, are you, am I freezing? No, you're fine. You were for a second, no. but right, you're fine. Am I with you? Yep, you're with me. Okay. Because my body started to suffer. My body started to suffer really bad. And it was either me, me and my body, or me having to hear Vince fuss and argue all the time. And I just, I just got to the point, you just don't have to fuss. 
you gonna have to argue until you get tired of fussing and arguing. Gotcha. And I and I and I I just decided we're gonna have to take on the fight because you you laying in the bed and ain't nothing <laughs> wrong with you. <laughs> right. I'm the one who's dealing with all this pain and suffering in, in my body gotcha. because I'm working every day. I'm driving the kids everywhere they have to go. And I'm doing all of this and I'm cleaning and I'm washing and I'm doing it all. And I'm hurting and I'm getting up at the crack of dawn and I'm going to bed late. No. So I decided if the washing don't get done and you step it over the clothes, that's what's going to happen until I get to the washing. Okay. And, you know, so I just had to work, make the schedule work for me. And that's what I started doing. And if he didn't like it, too bad. You want to see it change? Then you change it. And and that's how we start evolving into something different. Because then he starts at this, that, and another thing. Guess what? You want to see something different? Buddy, your hands clean and wash and cook just like mine. And so right. we, that's our, it started different. That's when our differences he started stepping up because he he wanted to make something different now he got tired of the kitchen is cold and empty really yeah because we ate before we got here <laughs> right no i understand so so let me ask you because the things that you both seem like you're saying how important is the premarital counseling then in this because it seems like a lot of this should be talked about beforehand how important Absolutely. is the pre premarital counseling before we even get to this process? Crucial. Yeah. Crucial. Yeah. Premarital counseling is crucial because because the person that you that you dating, the person that you're dating, um, and all the lies that they tell while they're dating, because they do tell lies while they're dating. Yeah, I this and not that. I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna do that. I'm the tough person to do this. Uh, I'm this. I'm that. I, but pretty much, if you watch how they, how they, how their mama and their daddy run, live, you can pretty much believe they're gonna follow suit in that way. You follow me? In some cases, if you watch how the mama and the daddy live, <clears throat> and remember, we take on most of our, most of our, our, um, the way we live and the way we see things by what we, how we've grown up. You follow me? Unless we have true revelation because in my household I had to have true revelation about me um uh, being a helper in the household because I want to live a certain kind of way. I don't want I don't like having dirty bathroom. I don't like I don't like having clothes I'm walking on. I I can cook myself. And when I understood that Cindy was not the woman that's going to do that 100% whether she's working or not working, that don't matter. I know how I want to live. I know how I want to see my house. I know how I want my clothes to be clean every week. I know how I want the bad. You follow me? And it's not about her. Right. It wasn't about her at all. It's about me. It's about what I want for me and my house. When I come in, this is what I want to see. And then I'm, then I activate the kids as well. No, you take some responsibility. I'm, I'm going to get y'all clean as well. So it's not on the mom, the wife or the husband, but all those things. Remember me and Cindy got married. I was 19 and she was 18. We didn't discuss. We, we only, we, assumed that what we saw was how our lives was going to be. Got you. I saw my dad, my mom work, my mom worked and, and cooked. My dad didn't lift a finger to do anything because he just worked and he paid, he was able to pay all the bills 
for the majority outside of my mother took a shopping for clothes, a school time, things that my dad would not do. But the, you, the, the likes, the gas, and the mortgage, and taking care of the cars, my dad did. Okay. Everything. And that was, paid, and that was, was, was your expectation. That, that was exactly, exactly. And, and, exactly. and so, go ahead. I'm sorry. So when I couldn't do that, how, did I tell you, did, did I share with you, we have seven children and we adopted <laughs> one to eight kids and we, we took on another child at 14 years old, uh, 14 years old. That was, she's 29. I was six years ago to add to our seven kids that we already had. And mind you, raising kids alone is very, very expensive. Very, very, and, and thank God that if, if, you know, we had to pay uh, medical and dental and vision and we didn't have jobs where that paid for those things, it, you know, the world would be totally different. We couldn't afford it. Right. Gotcha. You know well, I mean? uh, so, and then, and just another thing for people that's listening, not only did they have seven kids, they had four, then it was a nine year gap. And then right. they had three more. So they, their That's youngest right. is 16 right now. So they technically could be uh, taking this call from Cabo right now. They could have been taking this call. Moran is twenty seven. It would have been a rough. I would have had to. We'll probably be shooting this podcast on a Tuesday because you ain't getting me on a Saturday or Sunday. No, Rocky. No, Rocky. I'm gonna see you talk to me on the top of the week Tuesday. But go ahead, Pastor Vince. Sorry. So, so you know, and I believe truly and wholeheartedly. Why is it that uh, Christians or non-Christians or just people in general believe that one salary cannot maintain a whole household? I believe that God or that God could allow the man to be so fruitful that he can make more than enough to maintain his house. And everything else they want to do. People have been doing it for years and years and years. And I believe that when we get to the point where we, we don't believe that God can do it, and we say that, you know what, uh, I got to work because I got to do this. No, you got to work because you want to live in a way that take more money than what you make. Absolutely. You follow me? Absolutely. And sometimes when we live above our means and we just become um, people that like to spend, 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 then that's what happens. It's not that God haven't provided for your daily needing for a vacation and take care of your kids. That's not, that's not true. I beg to differ. There are men that do make enough money to care for their homes and their wives do stay home every day and care for the kids and care for the man in the house. And the man do satisfy her with giving her money and letting her do the things she want to do. That right there is what communication is. And they, and they're working as a team. I believe that we can do a Rocky, You should do a poll. Okay, I'm. I'm. A, go ahead. Tell me what poll should I should do. Poll. do. You should do the poll. The poll should be how many statistically, how many stay-at-home moms are home and, and the husband work. Okay. And bring money home to mom, or and then vice versa. Do a poll with how many stay-at-home husbands and the wife work and the husband maintain the house. Okay, I'm gonna do that poll with one, sal- with one salary. With one salary now, one salary. And see and do a poll, Brocky. I'm gonna do and, it, and, and see how you go. And I'm gonna get back with you after I do that. And look, you know, do do make it across. Yeah, across. You know, ethnic, no, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it on my Twitter. I'm gonna do it on my Instagram. 
You got it. I'm gonna put it out there. So so Pastor Cindy, go ahead. You want to piggyback on that because I it has started off with me asking about premarital counseling and then um and things go. You kind of got a smirk on your face. People can't see that's listening, but go ahead. No, I'm just listening to. I mean, I'm just listening to him because you know he then knows that I'm one who likes to shop and I'm one who likes like to buy and I like to what do you say? Nothing, honey. Excuse Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead, honey. It's a like or the love. <laughs> <laughs> I like to shop. All right. And I like to buy the things that I like to buy. But on the flip side of that and, and, and being totally transparent here being totally transparent. If I were to stop working, if I were to stop working right now, if I were to stop working right now, right now, and had to totally depend on Vincent, he could clearly take care of us. Okay. Solely on his income alone. He could provide for us. He could even buy the things that he wanted. He could buy the things that I wanted, but he would buy him the things that he wanted. <laughs> and he would tell me, <laughs> he would tell me no. <laughs> he would say, you have everything that you need. You don't need anything. Is that true, Pastor and Vince? He- For Brocky. You, Brocky, you're talking to a woman now. <laughs> Every now, now, we, now, all the years, I've gotten to the point with, with birthdays and Christmases, I don't buy her gifts anymore. I give her money. Oh, come you on. Know, we uh, hold on. Conversation. You, know, you, you know why? Because this woman has 10 of everything. Oh, come Louis. on. Hey, hey, you're talking about Louis Vuitton up the Azu. She got shoes, Christian Louboutin, Louis, but you name it. She got, I'm talking about, she has so many shoes. I watched her. Just just past just early summer, she gave away forty pairs of shoes to a young lady to take home to her mother in Minneapolis, Minnesota. <laughs> forty <laughs> pairs of shoes, but that she hadn't even worn. I'm talking it about I'm talking about I'm talking about the good the ugs. I'm talking about the good stuff too. Forty pair. Hey, listen! And I ain't trying what? to. I ain't trying to cause hey. my this this loving couple hey. <laughs> in thirty three hey. years of hey. <laughs> happiness. But, but, you, but all I'm saying, Brocky, is that I mean, you have to understand when you talk about things. That's what I'm saying. If you do the poll and you communicate and you put it in its proper perspective as to need and want, you follow me. And, 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 and likes, what do I want, what do I want, what do I want, and what do I need? And that's where you have the difference. And some things that you, that you want, you <laughs> might not really need. <laughs> he would always find that he has a need, but I would never have a need or a want. That's not, that's partially true. Partially yeah. true. Well, he said partially it's true. Partially true. It's partially true. It's partial. Right. And I'm, I'm only saying that because... If a lady has forty different coats, five of five coats each color, you don't know what you have. When I look and say, "No, you don't need that," I'm standing from the point of, "Well, why do you need that?" You know why? 
it's on sales and it's seventy percent off. And I, hey, for instance, we I, Bad Bath and Beyond, Rocky. That, I'm looking at her. I'm looking at her. Bath and body work. I'm looking at her. I mean, her eyes get big when she see a sale. You see her, them eyes get big. And I said, she says, Vincent, they have this cinnamon raspberry straw, whatever it is. Strawberry pound cake. Strawberry at bath and beyond. Or no, it's your body works. Bath and body works. I said, honey, okay. They're she always said, sold out. I said, okay, honey. Well, you know what? I'll, and she said, they're $6.50 a piece. I said, honey, no problem. I'll give you $20 and you can get three of them. Three of them. You know what she tells me? She looks at me. She don't say nothing. She just looks at me. You know what that means? She don't get three. She don't get 12. <laughs> she, she, she says, they're always out. And every time I go to get them, I can't find them. That means she's going to go over. She's going to get more than enough just in case. Maybe 20, Brocky. A whole bucket full of uh, of the strawberry fruit cake or whatever it is. That's what she's going to get. And I didn't say nothing else. So, so, uh, there's, there, there, so there's some people who believe in having enough. And there's some people who believe in having more than enough. More than enough. And okay. she's one of them. More than okay. enough. So then he says, I'll give you $20 to get three. So the sale was only that day. And I said, oh, all right, fine. Because he was like, I know you're not happy with the 20 but I'll give you $20 to get three. Ask him, did he give me the 20? Did you give her the 20, Pastor Vince? No, because she never said she was going to get three. Oh, come on. <laughs> Why should I have to ask him if he said I'm going to give it to you? Because the thing about it is, Rocky, here, <laughs> this, this, is, this is my reasoning. This is my reasoning. If you're going to get 12, then I'm going to keep my $20. If you got the money to get 12, you got money to get minus three. I was going to get the three. No, no you were but, but I didn't, couldn't get the three because you didn't even get me the 20. Is it because you, hold on a second. Is it because you didn't have the money to get the three or just because you just didn't want to get it? Hold on a second. Now. You see, this is where it gets choppy. <laughs> this is what communication, this is where that husband and wife communication coming at. Did you not have the money, honey? Or did you, was you, because she never mentioned to me again. She never said, Benson, you oh. didn't give me $20. She never said it again. Oh. That meant, that no, meant. I had to, I had to pay a Jeremiah $75 um, player's fee. Amen. Crazy. crazy so, guy. so let me ask, sure. let me ask you this, Pastor Cindy. Did you ever get your strawberry pound cake? <laughs> of course she did. Rocky, of course she did. <laughs> and, if, and if you did, how many did you get? That that you don't have to disclose that, Pastor Cindy. We, we you you got enough, and you you look beautiful, and you deserve to smell just as beautiful as you look. Oh, Brocky, Brocky, I, Brocky, I'm gonna take a picture. I'm gonna take a picture of her, of her, of her, of her arsenal full of woman perfume. From perfume to uh, to to toilet to to you name it, she got it, brother. You name it. So I, I just want to. I, I just know. Wife. I just know it's gonna be some smoke in the city after this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> don't kill him with the lamb chops, <laughs> faster, Cindy. Back in, back yeah. The Lord. Oh, amen, amen. So let me Damn. let me ask you guys this because I got a couple things I want to do okay. before we wrap up. Ask you so. Okay. Um, at the very beginning, Pastor Cindy, you said that some people should get divorced. 
And you rarely hear people say that with even in the church community is stick it out. It's going to work itself out. Um, so what, what would make you say that? Because, because you don't ever, I've, I've, I'll be honest with you. You don't hear that a lot within the church community. Like maybe it is best. Yeah. I feel like if your life is in danger, you, you definitely should get away from that. You should seek a place of safety. I agree. That's number one. I agree. You should not stay in a marriage where your life is compromised or your safety is compromised. Um, if you are married to someone who is addicted and they are unwilling to seek help for their addiction. Now, if they're willing to seek help and you need, and you need to separate from them while they seek help, that's one thing. But if they do not want to seek help and they want to stay addicted and they want to drag you down in their addiction, meaning they want to sell the car, they want to sell everything in the house, they want to steal your purse, they want to steal your money, they want to steal your credit card, and everything, you're being dragged down because of their addiction. I think you you can, there's ways to get out of those situations as well. Because the Bible says, if they don't wish to dwell with you any longer. Right. And sometimes unbelievers don't want to dwell with the believer in, any longer. Because that drug has such a hold on them. They, they don't want to be with you anymore. They, they, they are married to that drug. And, and, and that's, that's just the bottom line to it. So there are some areas that, you know, you've done all that you can do. And so there are, there are some areas that when, when your health, when your safety and your health and things like that is being compromised, that you have the backing of the Bible to tell you and let you know that you can walk away from the marriage. Okay. You wanted to add to that, Pastor Vince? So when you, um, when the Bible speaks speaks about your spouse not willing to dwell with you, you know that's not that's not only the unbeliever. You have a believer that don't want to dwell with a believer, and if if a believer doesn't want to dwell with a believer, because the believer could say, you know what, I don't love you anymore. I fell out of love with you. We've been, you know, believe it or not. Many couples have been so distant for so many years, five, six, seven, eight years they've been apart. They've been they've been living together, they've been in the they've been in a business it's been a business marriage because you got a house, you got kids. I call it a business marriage. You you take care of this business because you have to have it. Both of you have to have it. But it's just a business. If you if you're not you're not communicating, you're not intimate other than a couple times a week just to do the act and just to just to do the act and you're not intimate you move far away from each other and eventually one of the people are going to say I- i've fallen out of love with you and this could be a believer and the sad part about it is that there has not been the church as a whole does not teach and does not preach hey what happens when i fall out of love with my spouse 
what happens when we've been apart from each other for all this time and we didn't even know it? we had a business marriage. So basically perfect strangers living in the house together. Absolutely, Brocky. And, and, and the thing about it is the church don't deal with it. And you have to deal with it because I think that's the reality. If you don't choose, if you, if you say I'm out of, if, and you, if your heart has turned. Hey, Amen. If your heart is turned and you're out of love with the person, your heart is turned. It'll be up to the person to see if they can draw your heart back. And that's solely on the other person. If you're a believer, if you both, now mind you, I'm taking into consideration, if you're not, if you have a business marriage, 19, you're not praying together, you're not eating together, you're not consulting God together, your finances are what your finances are, you might have a squabble about this and that periodically, you raise the kids together. But the most part, the most, the most important thing is that you and your spouse continue to stay one on one accord together nothing the bible says what god has joined together let no man put asunder and i and, and metaphorically man to me is anything that falls in the auspices of life i don't care what it is so it becomes like an idol in the marriage an idol that Absolutely. is that you're worshiping something outside of the out anything. of the marriage got you anything and and if that caused your heart to turn and that spouse said, my heart's a turn. Nine times out of ten for the believer, that marriage is over. It's just a matter of time. Wow. It's just, and, and who's going to pull the trigger? You know, no, no, who's going to pull the trigger? Because most times in a marriage with believers, unless there's infidelity and the person does not want to forgive the spouse, they're not going to pull the trigger. Unless there's an open reason to pull the trigger. Like, I pull the trigger because... He cheated on me, and, and the Bible says I can leave, or vice versa. But if if it's something as my heart is turned from you, you're cold towards me. I'm cold towards you. Imagine you going to tell your pastor, my heart is turned towards my wife, and I want a divorce. The pastor's going to tell you, you better go sit down somewhere <laughs> and, go t- and, and go take a vacation and get your heart t- back towards your wife. You follow me? They, I got they're you. not going to give you the release to, to, to divorce because like, that's nonsense. But it's reality, Brocky. It's not nonsense. It's true. And most of your marriages in the church, most of them are not because of infidelity. Most of them because the heart is turned. Wow. From the spouse. Wow. Wow. Hey, Amen. That was a that was a word right there. Let's give him the Jamaican horn. He dropped it on that one. <laughs> um, so let me ask you, because you you brought up. Um, well, before I go there, or no. So you brought up infidelity. So I would be uh, remiss to ask about infidelity because you guys did deal with infidelity in your marriage. You're very open about that. Um, Absolutely. Um, and that is part of your ministry. And that's one of the things that has um, garnered you all a lot of people who come to you all. Because even though I know you said, Pastor Warren, that a lot of people don't divorce because of infidelity. Unfortunately, infidelity is a big part of marriages Absolutely. and things like that so um kind of mixing you guys' own testimony into it um and so how do you have help couples who deal with that because that 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 loss of trust that um that betrayal that that uh issue that comes up how do you help um couples and people deal with that especially within the marriage i mean especially within the christian community in that marriage 
you know, again, again, I, I'll say this: when I when I got when we got married, Cindy and I got married. I married Cindy again because number one, in my generation, you just didn't date a girl for five years and live with her and then marry her. That, that's a no-no. In my world, when we was growing up, my grandparents, my parents, and Cindy's parents, you know, they knew each other, and we were both two young people we were dating. I was going to the military. I wanted to go to the military. Cindy supported me in going to the military, and um, and I said, you know what, I love Cindy, you know, and I don't want, and I don't want to, I don't want to lose her, you know. I love her, you know, a girl who really, I really was digging. I loved her. I knew after I had absolutely no training on being a man, other than you work, you take care of your family, and what I saw my dad do. I had no training, no nothing on being a husband or being a man other than that one perspective of being a man. You work and take care of your wife. Your wife's going to supposed to take care of you and do what you say for the most part. So as life went on, I went to the military, man, and a pastor told me, I was a Christian. I, I got saved at 16 years old. Born again, believer, 16 years old. My first <clears throat> encounter with Jesus Christ, <clears throat> my life had changed. And a pastor told me, uh, Brother Vince, if you go to the military, either the military is going to change you or you're going to change the military. I laughed at him. I said, I'm going to change the military because I got Jesus Christ in me. <laughs> I'm going to change the military. Honestly, I mean, you know, you because, you know, that that zeal, that 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 zeal of your love for Jesus Christ, you said, yeah, I'm going to change the military. Now, that was far-fetched. I was young. I didn't know the word of God. I got into the military, and I got influenced, and that influence turned into being away from home for months at a time, and I got influenced, start drinking, and start, and from from that point, it was, I saw other guys, you know, it was like, well, you out to see, your wife don't know you cheating. You you in another country. And I was like, oh, well, you know what? I guess you got a point there. And I was kind of, you know, you know what I mean? I had no, I, had, I love Cindy, truly in love with Cindy. But I'm away from Cindy six months, no sex, no, nothing. I was like, man, I'm not. I'm remember, I'm 19 years old. Right, that jerk is get old after a while. Oh man, Vaseline, <laughs> that Vaseline tips the fast. Hey, don't worry. We 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 have honest <laughs> conversations on this podcast. We, got we, you got to have honest conversations. We can't be you holding know, back in the church no more. Absolutely, man. Being a combat veteran, Brocky, I'm combat veteran. Been on the boat that had in combat. And then internal combat with the ship I was on, so that led to that led to me, you know, having some trauma in my world. And lo and behold, I brought that back home when I got to military, or well, even in the military. Because mind you, when I left home, I didn't know, you know, me and Cindy just got married. Cindy wanted to come where I was. I was rebel. No, I don't want you to come there. But yada yada yada. So from that part, me and her fell out. We had a fallout, and I was mad at her. She was mad. Well, I was mad at her because, you know, you need to do what I tell you to do. Go back home to your mama. I need to, I need to cheat some more. Go back home. You, you, you know, you, you cock blockers. Go back home. You know, and honestly, it's right. true. Wow. And so, so in saying that, that led me to, um, in the military and probably, um, 10 years after I got the military, I was a straight up, uh, adulterer. I, you know, I was, I was a player. I, I, I was a player. I, I, I felt like, you know, um, I needed more. Um, 
I wanted more. You know, me and Sydney had our the things that intertwined in between those differences of opinion, um, difference of views. None of those gave me permission to cheat. I cheated because I wanted to cheat. I cheated because of my own selfish needs and desires. I cheated because I felt like Sydney wasn't this. But even that what that wasn't an excuse either right. because exactly none of that there's no reason I should have here's the kicker. When I got to the point when we got we got to the point where we wanted to get a divorce, I talked to the attorney. I said, "Man, I'm about, I want a divorce, man." How now? How long? How far into the marriage were you guys when you got to this point? Ten years. Okay. Oh, ten years. Probably ten years uh, into the marriage. Maybe yeah, ten years into the marriage. Um, yeah, maybe ten. Evans twenty. Uh, maybe ten to yeah, ten to twelve years into the marriage, maybe ten years. Okay. And um, uh, we I got to the point where I said, "Cindy, I, I want a divorce." She said, "Okay, go ahead and get a divorce. I'm not getting a divorce." That was then when she said that. I went to attorney and tell me, you know, I need I need to start the process of getting divorced. So okay, let me let me sit and do a quick intake on you to see, you know, what the situation is. <laughs> ten years. I think we lived in. Uh, Oak Park then maybe. Um and um I feel like I, I have at the time I had uh, five kids. Was it five four. kids? It four, been four, four kids. The four kids and um the attorney said, uh, how much money do you make, Mr. Warren? I think I was I was cooking. I think I had like thirty jobs then. I was out and then I <laughs> Jamaican. Was, you know, I, would, I, I had thirty jobs. And, you know, I would I would you know, if somebody made me mad, I'd walk off but I don't need this job. I am out of here. And it was a good job too. And uh, the man told me, the attorney told me just he just like he said, Sir, it is cheaper for you to keep her. <laughs> he hit a because, old blues song on you, it's cheaper you to keep her. He said he said, Cause she's gonna clean you and all them little too. And I walked out of there. I had an attitude. I said, "Who are you gonna tell me I gotta stay married? And who do you think you?" Talk? I said, "He said, sir, trust me. If you divorce this woman and she got them four babies, you gonna you gonna have to sleep in your underwear because you gonna have holes <laughs> in your shoes and everything. I promise you." And then from that time on, Brocky, the divorce thing was over with. And that's what. So from that point is what led. Me into and then one more thing I'm listening. Go ahead and say that. I mean, so many things happen between. But I was seeing this young lady, and the Lord was calling me back to ministry, calling me back into the fold. And um, I said, Lord, I want to do Your will. Now, mind you, I really care for this young lady, but I wasn't gonna. I couldn't divorce Cindy. That was that was out of the question. So you, so you had a, you had you, even though you were married, you were in a open, not open, but in a. Uh, Relationship Absolutely. with a woman that you can say Absolutely. you were in love with. Absolutely. Well, okay. I cared uh, about. Cared about. Not, oh, yeah. not that I looked. Not that, not that I, I think about it. It wasn't love. But it was, it was lust. She was fulfilling. She was fulfilling what I needed at the time. So let me ask you this before you finish, because I often use okay. the term eighty twenty. Was it? Was okay. she giving you that twenty percent that you weren't getting? Maybe Cindy was giving you eighty percent. Because I always say that the most that you can get from a marriage is 80%. Nobody can give you over that. And a lot of times right. people cheat for the 20%. Yeah, you can say that. Okay. You know, Cindy, when I came when I came home from out running the streets, Cindy, would, you know, she would cook dinner for me. 
she would do and she would you know do what I wanted to do and she wouldn't complain for the most part, but of course, you know, and even saying that from a woman, she was a woman scorned because she was upset. You know, she was a woman scorned, you know what I mean? But she didn't say it, but she was upset. And, you know, me being stupid, being stupid at 24 years old, 25, like like today, like, oh, it's okay. I'm going to come home and run out and this woman going to just keep on letting it go in. And, and that wasn't it. So it wasn't until the Lord told me, um, I, I told the Lord, you know, the Lord spoke to me. He said, you know, it's time for you to come back home. I said, come back home. I'm not going home. Home for what? And I said, so he done that for about six months, Rocky. The Holy Spirit just spoke to me, man. I mean, I was on a total conviction because the Lord had worked for me intending to do. And though I was disobedient, though I was a full-blown adulterer, and I was bold about it, I wasn't hiding. I wasn't doing none of that because I felt like, you know what? If I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. Absolutely. I ain't going to be no hypocrite. If I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. And I told the Lord, and this this is where it trips me out <laughs> on God's love and grace for us. I said, I'll tell you what, Lord. If you make this woman, if you make this woman that I'm seeing tell me that she don't want me no more, I will leave and I will go back to Cindy and I will never turn around and I will serve you for the rest of my life. Rocky, I went to the woman's house a week later. It was summertime. I sat on the floor. She said to me, Vince, I'm ready to get married. And either you're going to marry me or this relationship is going to be over. I laughed. I'm like, girl, don't you know who you did? This big, this big daddy. You got me all messed up. I can have one with Baby, come dime a dozen. I got five of you across time. You see what I'm saying? And show him, and show him behold. I told her, I'm not, I cannot leave my wife for you. She said, it's over. I never want to see you. Rocky, so exactly what you told God to tell her to say, she said it to you. Rocky, my feelings was hurt. My pride was hurt. I said, I got to go back to this woman. I'm about to catch her now. Are you kidding me? <laughs> but you know what? You know what? When I came back home with my, with my garbage bags in my hand, I called her. I said, Cindy, I'm coming home. She's okay, Vince. Come on home. And when I came home, it, and I came back to the Lord that couple weeks, I, I went to start going to Unity Temple. Under, I was under, uh, under Bishop Gaston Satan Sr. But I had a stain on my back, Rocky. I had, a, I had a stain on my back. Everybody in the church world knew I was a cheater. Everybody in the church world said, oh, yeah, he, he, you know, he, he's a cheater. I couldn't take care of my family. I mean, I, I, mean, I was just messed up, man. Sin messes you up. You, I thought I was winning. They was buying me clothes and buying me cars and buying me jewelry. I mean, they was dressing me head to toe. Whatever I wanted, they gave to me. But the stain of being an adulterer, the stain of being a cheater, is what I live with, man, well into my kid, my, my, my older kids. Now, they was probably in their 19s before that stain began to fall and God began to use me mightily in ministry. And I tell people all the time, it's not only the cheating that you got to live with. It's what's going to come after the cheating that you got to live with. Because everybody who knows you as a cheater, when they think of you for a period of time until God shows his mighty hand and your anointing grows greater than your sin. Then you a cheater. That's all they gonna, you got it. 
Amen. And that's what God done for me. So as so I'm done, that, I'm, that that's partial. That's part of it. Right. But that's part that I want to share. And Cindy can go ahead. And- Amen. I, I first before you go, Pastor Cindy, I just want to thank you, Pastor uh, Vince, for sharing that and being transparent because a lot of people yeah. aren't as transparent but i know that's even a part of you guys ministry and on the road Amen. to the mask is what i try to do is to say we have to start being transparent in the church Amen. we, Amen. we are saved by the testimonies of others and i Amen. hope this testimony that you guys are sharing is going to help somebody so pastor cindy the floor is yours Okay, what would you like me to share? Well, um, well, just <laughs> well, no, no, well, um, just real quick. So, you being how, share with the people how the Lord dealt with you in this time because here you are. He he admitted the first 12, 13 years of you guys' marriage, he was openly cheating, wasn't lying to you about it, and you would come home. He would come home when he wanted to, and you would cook him dinner and. And things like that. And, you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure some of the women that's going to listen is like, oh, she ain't put no <laughs> in his food. Or- it, it wasn't that he wasn't lying. He was lying about it. Okay. I mean, but there was some lying involved. Right. Yes, it was. Okay. Most cheaters, most cheaters lie. You got to have it. Okay. Right. Yeah. It's a grain of you truth know, in I there. Ask, I, would ask him, I, would, I would ask him and he would tell me he never told me the truth, like, yeah, I'm flat out seeing somebody else. Right. He never would. I mean, I was always the searching wife, you know, um, looking looking to see what he's doing and, you know, trying to find out. I mean, I did some really, really crazy things. It was just God spared my life and my kids' lives. I just, just well, let me, let me ask you this, Pastor Cindy, because I know most people are going to say, you burying a, why did you stay? Because that's what most people are going to listen and say, why did you stay? Now, you've shared this testimony with me, but why did you stay? Uh, initially, I did not want to stay. I said I wanted a divorce. Um, I adamantly wanted a divorce. I called the divorce attorney believe it or not just like his divorce attorney says something really crazy to him um, <laughs> <laughs> my divorce the lady I called on the phone and God is my witness I called her on the phone I explained to her my situation I, I also called when we had the four children and I explained to her what was going on and she said honey you don't need a divorce. You need a vacation. Wow. And she hung up. No. <laughs> <laughs> I was, that was deep right there. I thought, I thought man was bad. That was deep right there. Wow. Yeah, and I was just like. Excuse huh? me? <laughs> vacation. And she just hung up. Like, she just hung up the phone, right? Click. And I was like, did this just happen? Like, for real? And yeah, it happened for real. And um, so I, um, the Holy Spirit told me, he said, you're going to stand still and see my salvation. And I really didn't understand what that meant. But he made me a true believer. <laughs> like, you know, just stop trying to get out of it because I'm not going to let you out. You're not going to get out. You're going to stand still. 
and you're going to wait until I deliver you. And um, like you're in this marriage and you're in this marriage to stay because I have a work for you and I have a work for him. And this is what you guys are going to do. I did not know I could cry so much. I did not know I could hurt so much. I literally like put God on blast. I would scream at God. I would be so angry at God. I just, I just didn't know I could feel so much pain. Like you could just be breaking from the inside because I would, you know, carry my baby and he wouldn't be there. You know, he, I would get pregnant and have the holidays by myself and be pregnant by myself and have the, the, the family gatherings by myself. And it was just the, 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 the pain of it and the, the uh, insecurities and the self-esteem problems and the rejection. And I just started having so many of my own issues and my own problems that I, that I went through and I didn't know that God was shaping me for what he wanted me to do later in life and becoming American family therapist and understanding what women go through in self-esteem problems and rejection and uh, depression and uh, anxiety and stress. And I, I just, I didn't know that God was teaching me through all of that, because I thought I was like, couldn't breathe. I, I, I just thought, am I ever going to make it out of this? I, I I just, but the Lord was just teaching me in all of that, that I'm a keeper, that I'm going to keep you. If you just focus on me, I literally had told the Lord, I said, if in 10 years, I'm not out of this, then and he said, then, then what? Then what? <laughs> and I was like, oh, you think you're funny. Because <laughs> you know, like, right. then what? Like, what you going to do? You going to go to the devil? He's the one who caused all of this. Wow. And 10 years came. And 10 years went. And I was like, I'm not going to go to the devil. Because by that time, it was like, wow. You know, you start to realize that God is God and you're just a, really a ranting brat that you're just like, Lord, you really are in control and that when you decide to change it, you'll change it. And you're just really growing me up and you're just really maturing me and that you're just allowing me to see that you do have a greater plan for my life and you do, uh, you are in control and that if I really just allow you to be in control you know allow you to order my steps that it is for my greater good i may not understand it i may not even see it i may not really even believe it but if i will just trust you anyway trust you anyway that it's going to be all right and, and so it's just what it's just like taking that trust ball. That do I trust you to fall into your arms anyway? And and knowing that you love me more than I even love my and I know the person 
they may not look like they have my greater good. They may not look like they're doing right by me now. But even then acting like a total butthead. Yeah, because I was about to say like prick. <laughs> well, you could say prick. <laughs> we, we, we could. Yeah, right. No, you fine. Gay. Right. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> the love that this man has for me now is incredible. I have never even imagined that the love that this man has for me was ever even possible. I mean, he like the breath that he breathes breathes in, me. and that is true. Wow, that's it's, beautiful. It is. He, if I get up in the middle of the night, he's, he's asking me, are you okay? You okay? You okay? Did you eat today? What are you doing? Um, he's always thinking about me. He's, you know, he's still not loosening up on that pocket too much. <laughs> but well, well, some things, some things we got to hold on to, right? <laughs> still working on you. But, I, I, I don't know at that, this stage that pocket might be a little, 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 little hard to pry open, but, but amen. You know, he's getting better. You know, she said she wanted, she, she said she wanted, um, about two months ago, no, about six months ago, I was talking and, uh, we had spoken about, uh, being able to have a car where we can drive and it's convertible. So I'm thinking, I'm like, Lord, you know, now mind you, my mind's like, you know what, I don't, we got 10 cars in the driveway now, I ain't getting <laughs> another car, get that, hang that up. But sure and behold, lo and behold, I go to, I'm, I'm a quartermaster for VFW out here where I live at, and one of my brothers out here, they had a convertible Saab he was selling, mint condition, this is in his garage, he says, uh, he make, he just make, he makes a statement, he says, hey, I'm selling my convertible Saab. Anybody want it? Let me know. Automatically, Cindy comes to mind. I said, convertible? And I go look at it. I go look at it. Mint condition. Might need a, this and that little small stuff done. And I heard Cindy say, you know, Vincent, I want to be able to, I said, honey, uh, you want to be able to ride and let your hair blow in the wind. <laughs> and put, you know, a little hair blow. So short, lo and behold, my heart said, you know what? I'm going to get this car for her because that's what she said she wanted. Mind you, I want a Corvette. <laughs> uh, that's me. I right. want something that I got the need for speed. That's my thing. Right. But when we got the car and we started driving, you see a person where, you know, now she got to hold her earrings like this because the earrings <laughs> might fly off. Uh, you, know, you know, because, you know, the thing about it is, is, is in marriage, when you get to a point in life, man, where you've gone through so much, you've been through so much and God is still, um, God's hand is still in the marriage because the Bible says the reason why people get divorced is because mostly because of the hardness of their heart. Okay. If it's, if, if it's not abuse, if it's not domestic violence, if it's not drugs, if it's, even if it's infidelity, why can't you forgive? It's going to be hard, but why can't you forgive? Why can't you let God process it? It's going to be hard. It's going to be hard. But who's to say the person that you go with next, go to next, is not going to do the same thing? Who's to say? Who's to say? Yeah, and I haven't been perfect. Right. I haven't been perfect. There's 
things that I've done in our marriage that hasn't been perfect at all. You know, there's problems that I've had that he's had to endure, that he's had to forgive me for. There's things that, that we've gone through. Absolutely. That, you know, we've had to share, pain. cry about. Hurting pain. Things that we've had to go yeah. through. And, you know, and but he, he has, he's loved me. And, I mean, Rocky, it's just incredible to know that the, the many days that I cried and cried on my pillow and wanted him to come home and be home with me, it's almost like, now it's like, oh my God, go find <laughs> go, go have you a man day or something. Go, ahead. <laughs> go get you your fish dinner and get out of my face. Right, right. So so right, I, right, so right, I, right. I appreciate um before we wrap it up, but that that was beautiful. Okay. I'm glad you guys and I know we've gone a little over the time I said, but just real one my question for you all, when is you guys' book coming out? Because y'all need to write a book. Um yeah. so I'm looking yeah. for that, but with books, though, you know, you have books like um, um, Love and Respect by Emerson Eckrich. You have books like The Five Love Languages, things like that. Are there any books that you uh, tell couples that could be helpful to them in marriages that are going through things? Are there books that you guys suggest or um, any ministries other than your own that you tell them can also help them within their marriage? So with me, myself. Um, I listen to a lot um uh Marriage Today. Okay. I listen to I listen I listen to Marriage Today. That's one of my probably two I I have the podcast and uh, a lot of things that they say where it's that you know, it's a reality. This guy is really good and he shares that he was the, the guy and his, he was the was the alpha male and his wife was on the other hand, she was the of uh, the person that was always uh, taking the abuse per se, and uh, and he wanted her out. You know, you got to listen to his testimony. It's very, very awesome. And uh, you know, he has a lot of a lot of a lot Jimmy of good things. Jimmy and Kiss, marriage today, and uh, this is several other. But the, the the reality of the book reading, you have to look for a book. This is my opinion, based on where you are, and it's a lot of books out there. But if you look, if you, if you, if you, if you, if you and your husband is in the midst of a, of infidelity, don't go get a book about infidelity. That's just going to make you mad. <laughs> okay. I understand? Right now I got you. Get a book, get a book pertaining to forgiveness. You follow me? Yeah. And you know, so, so you get, you don't, you don't read a book on the thing that you're going through. If you have a money problem, get a book on success. Get a, get a book. You follow me. Get a book on communication and finance. Get a book on. Don't you, you follow me? If you just lost your house or lost a spouse, you know, do just the opposite. That's my. That's my. Because I, I would. You know, I, I read books um, with um, Derek. Prince. I read out Derek Prince. Right. Uh, I'm Derek familiar Prince, with him. Uh, Derek Prince and and things like that. And and um, uh, Cindy gave me a book. Um, um, it's called um, is operating in the courts of heaven. That's another book. And so so I don't have any particular books. Cindy might have some. Now, we're talking about when we got some some non-Christian books, some some books that 
you know, psych, you know, psycho, psychologically, uh, 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 motivational books. Got a lot of them. But for the believer, I think maybe Brock, you mean to send you a list of books. Okay, well, yeah, can, you can, can get a list. Yeah, and, you can get a and list, we'll, and I, I'll yeah. post it on the page. But even yeah. you, uh, Pastor Cindy, you 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 uh, do therapy as well. Um, so I know mental health is something big. So I know when I end up doing a podcast on mental health, cause you and Shonda both are in that. So when she comes back from vacation and we do a podcast, I like to bring you back in on that. Cause me and pastor Warren, we going to have a, a personal podcast where me and him going to be throwing barbs at each other. But, um, do you have any books that you would suggest? Um, no, not, Right off, I don't. I do like the five love languages. I really do. Um, what What was that are, book that that was popular some years ago? What was it called like the Love Dare or something? That didn't they do a movie about it with um oh, the love, love Challenge, Love Challenge or something like that? I remember that something like that. Yeah, yeah, the five day or seven day Love Challenge. Yeah, or something. something. Like that. I, I thought they it was like Kirk Cameron. Did yeah, a movie about yeah, it or something? Yeah, yes. yeah. I think it was the thirty day. Yeah, it was like thirty day love thirty-day challenge, love challenge yeah, yeah. where he was doing yeah. things yeah. and yeah, okay. But there, those are just are, things I'm thinking off of the top of my head. Yeah, we yeah. would have to send you a, a list, but there are some some secular books that I really, really do like um, that are really good, and there's another couple that I do like their ministry. Or what's their name? I that is you know I did I don't off the top of your head. No, that's fine. I I did kind of put y'all on the spot, but so uh, uh, they was on focus on the family. Focus on the family. Yeah, yeah, they were on focus on the family. Um, uh, I got the we got the book. Okay, so I'll I'll definitely put put that very very powerful story. Um, I think they would help a lot of couples. They went through infidelity. Well, y'all, y'all testimony help a lot of people that's been through infidelity, but just growing out of infidelity and things like that. So, um, so normally how we close out is, um, I have the people do a closing statement. So, um, I appreciate you all coming on, sharing your testimony and giving your time. So, uh, pastor Warren, I'm gonna let you go. Uh, pastor Vince, I'm gonna let you go first. Since you Baptocostal and you like to do three closings, <laughs> and then uh, Pastor Cindy, I'll let you close us out, and I won't give a closing statement because I think you guys have done such a great job. So I'll go with you first, Pastor Vince. What would you like to just say to close out? So when it comes to marriages, um, the first thing I would encourage um, truth um, and communication uh, in marriage because when you find your true love, you know, you don't want to let her go or let him go. And forgiveness is something that uh, you need for yourself. Not, It's not for your spouse. It's for you. And when you forgive, God opens up a whole new door of everything to you because you're not carrying the burden of anything that happened. You're free. So freedom in marriage. Is what I was what I would encourage any couple that's going through anything. Look for the open door to be free, not divorce. Just free yourself. I'm free to love. I'm free to cry. I'm free to hurt. I'm free to be afraid. I'm free to all those things. Because when you experience freedom, you know that gives you the right. 
the promise of Jesus Christ, that the Bible says, who the Son sets free is free indeed. And outside of everything in your life, strive to be free in your own right. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Vince. Thank you. Pastor Cindy? Uh, Well, I would say to the married couples out there that are struggling, it doesn't matter what happened in the beginning, how you got together, where you got together, or who put you together. The fact is, you are together. You're together now. You are married. And like Bracky stated before, and I think my husband might have stated it also, what God has joined together, let no man put asunder. So if you want the blessings of God to be on your life and there is a way to work through your marriage, then allow God to be your foundation and to be your center focus and begin to build from there. Close the door on your path. Forgiveness is key. And love will always find the answer. And when I when I say to people, I always say, people say, is love enough? And I say, no, love by itself is not enough. You have to put love to work. So if you put action to the word, because love is a verb, and if you put work behind the word love, it will be more than enough. So you start to put some work behind that, and you start to work on the love that you have with God, number one, and with one another then there's nothing you can't accomplish. It won't be done overnight. It'll take time. It'll take healing. But it can be done. And so do it for yourself. Do it for your children. Do it for all those that are watching you. Do it for the kingdom. And you will be blessed. The kingdom of God will be blessed. Your neighborhood will be blessed. So many people will be blessed. And you will have a testimony that if God can do it for you, he can do it for so many others. And you just won't know what your life can be like and what will be down the road because the enemy doesn't want you to see how good it can be. He wants you to just see all the problems that are around you now. He doesn't want you to see how good it can be down the road. But I am a witness to tell you that it can be better than you ever, ever can imagine it to be. I'm John Bracken. Amen. Amen. Well, I want to thank you all for listening to another episode of Road to Damascus, where it's not about the road, it's about the journey. And until next time, thank you and God bless. <laughs>